Oh shit! Here we go again. Yes, I, this is. And this then is why we Reddit, 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 Reddit reads. I get excited. It's just so, why I write shit down. <laughs> I get, I, I get excited. It's very much exciting times in Cozy and Murph franchise history. Oh, <laughs> the franchise, baby. Franchise. Even rings. We're winning rings around here. Well, well, well. What do we got here? Like a bunch of white people fighting one black dude, and then you see a bunch of black people run up and start beating the shit out of these white people. And it's like, you see all the memes of the dude, like, he's in handcuffs on his belly. And he's got his blown ass and his feet is <laughs> through his Crocs. That shit was he didn't fucking, put the Crocs in sport I mode. I died laughing when I saw that shit. <laughs> dude. Oh, my, oh God. my God. It does look like that, but I think it's more or less like, it's just, it's just, it was just a bunch, bunch of, of dudes. People. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of dudes, bro, who just fucking fought. And then some 16 year old kid wanted to be Aquaman, was across the dock, and he's like, I'm not missing out on this fucking action. Dude, just hops is- in. Just hops right in. He, he, this kid, he's 16 Michael years Phelps. old. He Phelps this bitch all the way across this fucking water in Alabama. <laughs> Back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. I'm one half of this great podcast. I am JD Kozad here with my spectacular co-host. Not only amazing, but significantly better looking than me, Cody Murphy. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh shit it's it's been a week now it's time for us to dig our heels in and talk about what's been going on this past week in the world as you all know we are sports lovers we have a few things to talk about sports biggest probably being the upcoming football season oh and the fact that tim anderson got knocked the fuck out Standing on second base kind of made look like a punk bitch. And I'm probably going to say why it's deserving because he is a punk bitch. But there's all kinds of talks. Lizzo and some bananas are mixed in. Murph has been eating a lot of banana glizzies this week, so he's going to go in on that. I looked into why Twitter transitioned to X. I might fill you all in on that so you can have a little bit. We do have another, sh- I guess, shout out per se for if you're wanting to play fantasy football and be a part of our podcast this football season, it'd be a good time to get in. So look out for that, especially on the updates. Also, you guys saw the brawl. We all saw the boys swimming across the river to get into a fight. It's been wild. It's been a week. We're here to talk about it, Murph. I heard you chase down your dog last night. Yeah, uh, Blitzen decided to run away. He, he slipped out of his collar somehow and ran around the little neighborhood back here behind our house. And <clears throat> luckily, he didn't go too far. He just one of the neighbors called and said that he was running around with their dog. So. I just went over there and got him, and it wasn't too big of a deal. God bless good neighbors. We still got some left in this world. Half the time, people be snatching dogs these days and throwing them in their house and saying, I've had that dog for five years. 
<laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild people. Living. I've always thought that was weird to, to steal a dog. Like, <clears throat> I just never understood why somebody would want to steal your pet. Like, I get it. They're worth money and stuff, but like, yeah. what's the appeal of, you know, I don't know. It don't make no sense to me. I've seen like instances of people being like, my dog's missing. And then they'll happen to see their dog, you know, out with somebody else or like on somebody's property. And the person will be, no, I, I've had this dog. And the, the dude will be like, come here, boy, come here. And the dog runs right up to him. Like it's literally his dog. And like, if you take that shit to court too, half the time those people fucking lose and they don't even get their dog back, which is, it's a fucked up world we live in. <laughs> we talk about that a lot and we're ranting already. Gee, God. But I'm glad yeah, you, you got even. Glad you got him back, dude. I was stressing for you. Yeah, I thought we was going to have to call the uh, animal control. We've had to do that before, but he didn't like, go too far this time, so we got lucky. That's good. That's good. I know when my dogs would get out, they would run down to the ponds or find the uh, nearest farm field and go chase the cows and terrorize them. So I, that's what I told you. Go look. Yeah. And thankfully though, everything works out, <laughs> but we do have a lot to talk about. You have been the meme Lord as always on Facebook. If you don't follow our friends with Cody Murphy on Facebook, it is worth the, the friend request. If you are a shit memer, cause this guy is the meme Lord. I will say a Facebook, he could probably turn his page into a business page at this point with all the memes that he puts out. Post. Listen, I just I just enjoy good art. You know, to me, it's like an art form, a good meme, a good solid meme. You know, like there's some low effort memes out there. And I feel like people, I feel like the more complex and the more loops you have to go through and, and references you have to get, I really enjoy memes like that. And so, I don't know. I just share shit that I think is funny and get a kick out of. And if you enjoy it, like it, if you don't, I keep on scrolling. It's there's there's some of the most top tier content I've seen on the internet. Even the girlfriend, she'll we'll be in the car riding together or whatever, and she'll look at me and she'll turn the phone around. And I'm like, of course, it's Murphs memes, the shit memes that you're posting. You don't know about. how many times you don't know how many times somebody would be like, hey, look at this meme, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm the one who posted who posted that. <laughs> It's just so much. And the ones from this past week, all the fucking Lizzo ones, she was like, man, what, what is going on with this Lizzo and banana? And so I tagged her in the one where it's like the glizzy inside of a hot dog button. I was like, oh, it must means like Lizzo has a partnership with Burger King. <laughs> no. no, no, something no. way darker than that. So this thing is so much darker than that. It is actually gross and disgusting on many levels. And I'm not a fan of Lizzo. Murph is open about how much he hates Lizzo. And to all the people who defend her, this is like the biggest fucking punch to your mouth that can be given. And I'm so glad that is happening. Okay, but here's the thing is I I don't hate what Lizzo, you know, stands for or whatever like i don't hate people wanting to just be themselves and you know love the body that they're in whatever you know 
body positivity. I don't necessarily hate the idea of it, but you can, she's a fraud. Like the, the news that came out this past week has just proved my entire point is that she's a fraud. She's the most crooked one out there. She claims to be the symbol of, you know, body positivity, but yet she's fat shaming her own employees. Like that just, she loses all credibility for me. I don't care how talented she is. Like, I don't know. It's just like, you could tell from the beginning, she's not genuine. You know, it kind of like, I get her whole message of body positivity and where she's trying to put the mental state of women. Like, you know, just, just be happy with your body in it. And like, I'm really going to tiptoe around this scenario because I really don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I might save this tangent for later because I really want people to not turn us off after I say what I'm about to say, or I might cut it and put it. it Either way, look, there is a fine line between body positivity and an obesity and unhealthy obesity. You got it. You got right. you got to be careful if you're going to toe that fucking line because you're pushing these women or it doesn't even have to be women. Not just women. It, yeah. It could be it, these people who like Lizzo and agree with her message and shout her message are, are some people who really do need to care about their body more their body positivity is more than just being a, a large person like there's fit people who struggle with body image and all of that stuff i support the whole you know just you know be grateful that right it's not are. necessarily you know it's from both perspectives you know people like you said people who would, would uh, most people would say are in shape have body dysmorphia as well and and that's why they work out the way they do or the way they you know, have a eating disorder or something. So it's like, I can see, uh, you know, I understand the importance of that message. It's not lost on me, but also, you know, some of these people are just addicted to eating food. Like, yeah. I, like I love food just as much as anybody else. I mean, you know me, I, you know, I can put it down. I yeah. fucking love eating. I love food. <laughs> you and me both. But you know, like, like I'm not in shape at all. I wouldn't call myself in shape at all, but at the same time, you know, I feel like I do enough to, to try to mitigate, you know, massive gate weight, weight gain. And it's like, you know, I, I've been doing the intermittent fasting thing for a while now. And I do the, um, like keto. I try to do keto and like low carb and no sugars. Now on the weekend, I, I let myself go a little bit. I will admit. Anyway, we're I'm off on a tangent. Let's not. <laughs> dis, we're not discussing our diets here. But I just wanted to say, like, I don't hate what Lizzo stands for, but I just hate who, you know, that so many people buy into her hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and it's and you know all this dirt comes out about her after her big tour. It's it's. Let me break it down. She's a human being. She makes mistakes. And obviously, you know, the fame and the glamour probably got to her head a little bit. And she thought she was untouchable. You know, I'm not condemning her. I'm just saying, like, you know, who would have thought that Lizzo was an asshole? Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, 
a lot to digest, and I've seen now the report and the uh, basic, basically an entire investigation is open on this. And, you know, there's going to be some real like gravity to this situation and I'll break it down the best that I can from as, as much information as I've taken in. There are backup dancers for Lizzo who, you know, travel with her. They basically become this, this tied upon family. Well, one of the dancers was a young Christian girl who was a virgin, is a virgin. I'm assuming still so. But Lizzo would do these acts with bananas with around her, her, you know, her, her girls basically showing, you know, this is the like being intimate with a banana f- in front of these women showing how she would do it. And she pressed onto this young virgin girl with a banana and basically attempted to show how her virginity would be taken. Like this is a high class sexual assault on many cases. And then not just the banana thing. Now there's also more coming about where, some of her dancers got compliments about their looks and how they looked better than Lizzo. And she would basically hold these workouts, dance routines to where these girls could not leave these routine stages for 10 to 12 hours at a time. There was one girl who did this routine, had to take a pee break a couple hours in when she tried to walk off the stage to leave Lizzo called her all these, you know, names that she didn't deserve to be up there and fired her basically on the spot for not want, not caring enough about the routine while Lizzo was sitting there throughout this whole thing, watching the dancers not doing a dance routine. And I don't know if you've ever watched, but the, the dancers dance and Lizzo stands there and sings. So it's a whole, there's a lot to break down in this. And I know there's more that I'm forgetting. I have a whole breakdown that I could probably post on the Facebook page and I probably will, but it just goes to show, and like I seen the thing, it's because somebody said, you know, this 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 is why you don't get <laughs> artist lyrics or things tattooed on your body until they're like twenty years out of the game and they haven't done did their fuck up. And what you said is true. People do make mistakes, but it kind of see that this might just be maybe her ugly side was hidden very well for a long time, and now it's all coming to the light. Right, it's just like any other, you know, superstar that has, you know, issues. I mean, that lifestyle is very conducive to having a lot of boundary issues and then having control. And, you know, like you're used to having that power. Like I'm the star of the show. I get to tell everybody what to do. And so it's easy to let that go to your head. A lot of people can't handle that and it takes, you know, repeated experiences to to change the way they they view the the workplace per se i i don't know if this is going to be something that ends up canceling what lizzo's whole act and career is but it's definitely going to be like one of those shots in the gut the proverbial gut of her 
that says like you better start humbling up because nobody is cancel culture safe. It'll be like it'll it'll snap their fingers and it, it could be the end for you. And it's you've seen how quick it took over the damn internet, dude. It was everywhere in a heartbeat. I, I mean, as famous she is among that type of crowd, anything that gets out is going to be blown up in proportions. I just enjoy the memes. I'm, you know, <laughs> like, I'm just here for the memes, really. I don't really give a fuck what happens to her, um, honestly. You're a fucking memer. That's all that matters. As long as there's a good meme that comes out of it, you're good. That's, that's all. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I didn't really want to dive too deep onto it, but for the most part, I looked into it because I was so fucking confused when I seen everything. It shows how outdated I am for the world. Well, listen, honestly, me too. Like, I just saw the meme and I thought it was funny because Lizzo kind of looks like a big gorilla. And it was a banana. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started reading more into it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I got to get my hands on some of these memes, you know. It's, it's a fucking <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, for, like I said, for those of you who are not friends with Cody Murphy on Facebook's in the fucking request. Dear God. Oh, my God. I'm going to push away from Liz because I don't want to yeah. think about let's bananas about this, going into any orifices uh, anymore. Let's talk about this absolute fucking brawl that broke out at a boat dock down in, I want to say, somewhere Alabama. in Alabama. Yeah, I think it was uh, Birmingham. It's this video that, well, the one I saw, it was four. It was a post of four different videos. Yeah. About a minute and a half long. I think one was two minutes long. But apparently, this... Secure this black guy, security guard at this boat dock was trying to tell this boat full of people, white people, that that they needed to move their boat so a so another boat could dock where they were at. They were in the wrong spot or something like that. And so all you see is the dude throw his hat up in the air and then they start <laughs> fucking duking it out. This white dude, there's like a couple white dudes and one black dude. And black dude throws his hat up in the air, and they start, you know, throwing down. And then all of a sudden, you see a bunch of other black people run up. And so the angle is, the reason why I'm mentioning the race is because the angle is, it's a race war, fuck around and find out, blah, 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 blah. And it's easy to get caught up in in viewing the situation in that prism. But, because I'll even admit, like, uh, I'll catch myself in watching those videos and I'm like, hell yeah, go black people. You know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. But like, then I sit back and think to myself, like, you know, I mean, those, that, those white people didn't deserve that either. You know, it was just an overreaction to misunderstanding. Like nobody, nobody was, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think about like automatically hop to race, but that's what the, the, I guess the connotation of the whole situation is on the internet is, that this is racially charged and that it's black people versus white people. And I just I think don't that's agree, the context taken that's, away. Yeah. I don't think you should necessarily view it that way. It's, all, my it's just the way that it looks is the, you know, it does right. look like that. You but, see a bunch of white people fighting one black dude. And then you see a bunch of black people run up and start 
you know, beating the shit out of these white people. And it's like, you see all the memes of that dude, like he's in handcuffs on his belly and with he's the crocs his, blown yes, out. and his feet are just <laughs> through his crocs. Like, shit, he fucking, didn't put the crocs in sport I mode. Died, I died laughing when I saw that shit. Bro. Dude. Oh my, oh God. my God. It does look like that, but I think it's more or less like, it's just, it's just, it was just a bunch, bunch of, drunk of dudes. People. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of dudes, bro, who just fucking fought. And then some sixteen-year-old kid wanted to be Aquaman. Was across the dock, and he's like, "I'm not missing out on this fucking action." Dude, dude this just hops in, just hops right in. He, he, this kid, he's sixteen Michael years Phelps old. Did. He Michael Phelps this bitch all the way across this fucking water in Alabama to get into. He doesn't even like really fight. He just gets into the mix, and he's. Oh my god! Really, that's he, what I saw, and then like I just saw it didn't seem like it was like a full on brawl. It was just a bunch of people like running yeah. around, and then the other videos, uh, like you, the dude was hitting everybody with a chair and shit, and it was wild. Well, I, I, there's one video, like one of the closing videos. It's like I don't understand how this this 16 year old kid had the energy to swim all the way across that river and then get out and whoop ass. Like, I know if I swim that, I'm going to get over. I'm going to be doubled over You need breath. a cigarette. Yeah. That one. Uh, hold on, guys. <laughs> oh, I want to do this, but I can't yet. <sighs> okay. Okay, hold on one more. <sighs> yeah, type shit, bro. There ain't no fucking way. I mean, I guess, you know. And then the one buddy smacking dude with the fucking chairs it yeah. turns into a whole old ass brawl. It looked like it's some WWE shit. Yes. Honestly, there was so <laughs> much shit going on. There's if if you go on to X, which is Twitter now, I it, you type yeah. in Alabama X. brawl, there will be. They won't show it on Facebook. No, but there's a. That's what I love. That's what I love Twitter for is because X. it's the real fucking news. And, let me tell you, I looked into the why the fuck Twitter is now X, okay? And it's, Twitter is now X for the so probably the dumbest reason. Why is that? So, Elon believes when you open your phone and you go to tap on an app, X marks the spot. That's some deep psychology right there. Some deep ass psychology shit. Now, X.com is what. That's Twitter's, a fun way to look at it. Yes. X.com is basically the new name for Twitter. It was rebranded because Twitter was acquired by X Corp. And it was more or less to in, ensure kind of the freedom of speech thing that Elon is pushing for. But Elon has stated. And on Twitter spaces to, to, I guess you could call them sources, but more or less just in Twitter spaces, his own Twitter spaces is saying like, you open the phone and you tap the X because X is the spot you go for the freedom of speech. And it, it, it pushed everything. They took down the, and I think he wanted to kind of rebrand away from everything that Twitter was like the blue bird is, you know, bad, you know, so well, yeah, thing. after all the, uh, tw- the Twitter files have been uncovered and, see all the shit that they were doing to suppress people's, you know, right to, to freedom of speech. The shit needed that. He said that he cut 80% of the, the company as far as like employees go. 
It, so he, he came in a the clean house, man. I, I respect it. He's, you know, I, I, and everybody, you know, everybody has their opinion on Elon Musk. And honestly, I like him because I don't agree with him on everything, but the the freedom, the basic freedom of speech is the most important. And I, I, I know I sound like a broken record at this point because I've said it on multiple episodes, but the freedom of speech is one of, if not the most important right we have as an American living in a free society. And I respect and support anyone who's willing to put their money, billions of dollars up to try to protect that right. And so even if you don't agree with his politics, you have to admire the determination that he has for this, I don't want to call it a crusade, but it kind of is turning into that. Yeah. He's definitely sticking to his guns. I mean, he, he right. said what he said and it turns out like he's going to, he's going to do exactly what he said he wanted to do. And I respect him for it, but for all the time, I'm going to call it Twitter, no matter what they change it to. It's like, that's what's edging honestly, in my brain. Like it, I honestly like the X better. I think it looks better. I think the I X know. looks though. I think it looks sick. Somebody and took it and mirrored it. And it looks just like if you mirror the X right on its side, like right where it's at, it looks just like the, um, if you look at it right now and then flip it, it looks like the, um, the, the Mason symbol. Well, there's definitely some symbology going on there. Yeah. If you take uh, it and flip it exactly, it's the Mason symbol, which is, you never know how much Illuminati shit's really going on. There's a whole lot of shit. Elon Musk is the Illuminati. We have a lot to talk about. We've already digested a lot. I feel like we just get caught up rambling. I just seen something that I did want to bring up and I forgot to text to you about, but I don't know if you're going to watch this or not on Netflix, but the Johnny Manziel documentary. Oh, yeah. That looks looks pretty neat. I'll probably check it out. I was a huge fan of Johnny Manziel. I mean, I loved loved watching him play in college, but... Everybody knew that it was eventually going to crash and burn. Yeah. He, he burned too bright. He was like, what's his name? Icarus. Yeah. He, fl- he flew too high to the, too close to the sun and he burned out. Yeah. You know? And it, all night. I mean, hey, it happens. You know, yeah. not everybody that's great in college is meant to be great in the professional level, and that's fine. But for my money, Johnny Menzel was one of the most electrifying players in the. Since I've been watching football, in my in my day of watching football, definitely one of the most, if not the most, electric college football player. Like, when has Texas A and M football ever been must watch TV? When when is Texas A and M be you know one of the moments where you can't miss because Johnny football is on the football field? I'm definitely going to be tuning into the documentary, which at least kind of pushes us into where I want to get to before we go into our segments of Reddit Reads this evening. Fantasy football is here. We're getting squared away. We're just going to set up our league. Have we decided, Murph, where we want to do it through? Is it going to be through ESPN or are you thinking Yahoo? What would you like to do? Do you have a preferred method? Honestly, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Sleeper app. Yes, but, I have. I do like uh, sleeper. I used it last year, and I have another league that I'm probably going to be in this year. 
and it's on that app, and I like it a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it's the U, the UI is very user friendly. It's uh, pretty simple to navigate. I think it's really, it makes it a lot easier to keep track of your separate lineups and, and yep. that sort of thing, and who's on the waiver wire and shit like that. So, I mean, if if everybody is cool with Sleeper, I'd prefer to do it on Sleeper. I definitely like Sleeper, and it has a tab on there where you can basically live tune into all games going on at the moment too, which I like. Um, I would definitely be a fan. Of, and I think most people are moving towards Sleeper because I was in a couple leagues last year and they both use Sleeper. So I, I, I'm going to push for the Sleeper narrative. And with fantasy football approaching, I think one of the things we need to do coming up is possibly do mock draft scenarios or because I know we're not going to get everybody you know on a call, obviously, but maybe you know run down, say – how we feel about certain guys in certain scenarios. Should we pick them early or late? Maybe we'll just run through, you know, a list of names. Maybe don't draft something like that to kind of get more in the direction of the content that we're going to be pushing here come football season. Absolutely. Um, College football is right around the corner. There's definitely a lot going on there. If you haven't been in the mix of the shakeups, I know that, what was it, Oregon and uh, Washington were moving into the Big Ten, which – really upset USC because USC joined basically on the merit that they would never allow Oregon to join. And it's, it's been a huge debacle. And I think that'll be definitely some kind of narrative to keep push on. Uh, Aside from that, there's not been much. We had the first game of NFL preseason in Canton, which was the Browns versus the Jets. And we saw absolutely zero starters. The highlight might've been, um, Zach Wilson and um, Dorian Thomas, isn't that his name, Dorian, from the, the UCLA quarterback. What was his name? Dorian. Couldn't tell you, bud. Uh, Dorian, 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 Dorian. Either way, the quarterback, out of he was, he, he was an undrafted kid, but he put on an absolute show for the Browns. I know, like, he'll never, obviously never play. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR. I mean, dude put on a show last the in that game, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, went on saying, yeah, this kid looks good. This kid looks good. You're getting high praise from a guy like that. Football's right around the corner, so I will not rant about that any further. Before we move into Reddit Reads, Murph, did I fucking miss anything? Yeah, we got to talk about the Guardians and the White Sox yes. fight. We also Thank have to you. talk about the women's soccer team. Yes, I, this is and this then is why we do Reddit, Reddit, Reddit reads. I get excited. It's just so, why I write shit down. <laughs> I get I, I get excited. It's very much exciting times in cozy and Murph franchise history. Oh, the franchise, baby, franchise. We win rings. We win rings around here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't seen it. You probably caught it if you watched any of Sports Center or you were on any social media. But Jose Ramirez and his Guardians faced the Chicago White Sox in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez hits a double, goes and slides head first into second base, basically between the legs of Tim Anderson. Jose Ramirez looks up. Asked for time. Still sees Tim Anderson standing over top of him. He kind of like pushes him a little bit to get him off. And then he's like, you know, probably in Spanish, but more or less like, 
looks like he says, you know, what the fuck? Get off of me. And then the two, Tim Anderson gets heated as he's known to do. He's very prone to doing so. Gets defensive and then automatically throws his glove down and raises his hands like a fool above his head looking like he's never fought a day in his life, which I would beckon to say he never has. And you're messing with a short king and Jose Ramirez, a five foot nine a short guy, grown fucking man, Jose Ramirez and him. Tim Anderson throws one punch. Jose throws one, misses, it's, hits him barely. Tim Anderson throws another punch. Jose ducks his head, throws a fucking over-the-top haymaker. Boom. You see, I know it, Tim will probably say he didn't get slept. But oh, he got, he got slept. He was asleep. You don't, you don't fall like he did, like arms out, bottom straight to your butt without going night-night. And I know oh, Tim, yeah. Tim is done. His career is done. And my boy's having the worst season of his career. He hadn't hit a home run since – Last year, he hit his first home run after the All-Star break. Like, dude's falling off the face of a cliff. I know you saw it. What do you think? It's it's baseball's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, I still remember, uh, who was it, Bautista and uh, – Rof Nedador. Yeah. I still remember that one. So, like, this is very – reminds me a whole lot because it's the same situation, you know, sliding into second base. Yep. And guys get chippy out there, you know. it's Baseball is not a contact sport, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get some contact. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So and- I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know a lot of people were like, oh, the, that's – you know, you shouldn't glorify violence. You know, the kids are watching. That's like, yeah, but so are the adults, and the adults like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though. And, and the adults Tim, paid to get here. The kids didn't. Yeah. I, Tim has this history about him for – I know. I've people. heard that he's he's got like a, a mouth on him. Yeah. Lot, he rubs guys the wrong way. Yeah. So there I've was heard. definitely an instance last year with him and Garrett Cole, which I don't like Garrett Cole. I'm not taking Garrett Cole's side, but – Tim has been rather chippy in his career, which, I mean, he came out and said he's the modern-day Jackie Robinson because he's revolutionizing the game as a black individual. Yeah. Bringing race into the mix, classifying himself in the same atmosphere or the same realm as Jackie Robinson, disgracing Jackie Robinson, if you ask me. I, I don't – I just feel like – the things that Tim has done in his career lead all the way up to this moment. Nobody has that kind of animosity about you to swing in that sense. Cause Jose didn't hesitate. Jose was bringing it right back. I mean, and I he like let that. it go. He let it loose. You know, he, he, that thing he fucking bang. He, what he, did, he dropped him straight up. And then he like Anderson, he, he like stumbled off the field. Yeah. He couldn't even hold himself up really. He's probably well, you know in he concussion protocol. Yeah. yeah, you know he got rocked. U.S. Women's National. Sorry, I had to Google it. But I know that there's – and I did you see the suspensions for it too? Tim Anderson got no. six games. Jose Ramirez only got three. Um, well, and because, then, because Anderson initiated it. Yes. So this isn't his first offense, Tim. He's been suspended before, and it just – 
is like a like I said, it's been a long time coming for him, and I kind of hope this is like a piece of humble pie because he won't be able to show his face pretty much anywhere. And Chicago is not a forgiving city either. You get knocked out mm-hmm. yeah. playing for Chicago, and you have a bad game. They're probably going to let you know that when you pop out the second base, like, look, he's probably still in concussion protocol. He can't see the pitch. <laughs> he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, shit like that. I don't. I'm sure he hears about it. No, uh, I can't. I would delete my social media so fast. What? Are, okay, here's a, uh, another thing about baseball I wanted to mention. Yeah. Did you see where I, I think it was the Cardinals and the Cubs of St. Louis and uh, in Chicago, and the batter swung and on his follow through hit uh, the catcher in the back of the head with his bat. Yeah. And then they they put, they hit the guy, the next guy or something, and the pitcher ended up getting thrown out. Yes, it kind of seemed like the definitely the throwing the pitcher, the guy. I don't. You can call it a retaliation move, more or less. I feel like the swing follow through was intentional. Like I get that things happen, but the way that he finished, and there's a guy. And at John Boy Media, I don't know if you follow him. He does a lot of breakdown on baseball. Yeah, I like John like, Boy. Yeah, so he did a breakdown where it was like hit all of his swing follow throughs throughout the year, and none are as exaggerated as that one. And it just I mean, seemed- he absolutely nailed that. Uh, what is it, Wilson Contreras? Yes, nailed bro. him right in the back of the head. Like it looked pretty brutal, honestly. And Wilson Contreras is a former Cub who left. To go play for the Cardinals, and there's, I feel like there's some kind of heat there, and Eef. it just, yeah, it definitely just turned into. And the Cubs and Cardinals, they're not friends, so it definitely no. looks like, you know, you joined our enemy, like we fucking hate you type shit. And I mean, that's baseball. There's a lot of unwritten rules in baseball, and I guess you, it, it'd be like playing for. Well, it was like when Johnny Damon went from Boston, yeah, and that's what signed with the Yankees. Yeah, Jacoby Ellsbury going from Boston ch- champ to fucking playing center field for the or, like you don't, or shit Ray, you don't do. Ray Allen going from the Celtics to the Heat. Yeah, it's like know? shit you don't. You know, you're you're the hero, and then you you live long enough to see yourself become the villain type shit. I still remember that Ray Allen right. post I seen back in the day it was like uh, I can't remember how it went, but it was like. You live your whole life the hero just to die the villain or something like that. And it was, like, so cold when he shot three to fucking seal the game or whatever. And I was like, that's so fucking cold. I kind of like the villain now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. What about the Orioles suspending their announcer? I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. The rest of the season. Or it said indefinitely. So. so- that means there's I, no timetable for his return. I pray that this man gets I'll out of Baltimore. The shit out of him. Oh my god, bro! So as a as a reporter, you are handed a script of stats and bullet points, headlines, things of that nature to read off, and you kind of you know you construe everything in between, like an like an AI system would almost. You kind of fill in the blank on these things. If you've watched this video, there's not a single thing that this reporter did wrong. All he did was state, you know, they're playing the race. 
They haven't won a series against the Rays in over a year. And this is the first time that they have a chance to win a series in Tropicana in multiple years. Like he, he wasn't dogging them. He was just saying how the tides have turned. And it feels like it was misinterpreted by Baltimore fans and then the uppers and but this script is handed down from all the the entire broadcast crew creates this script for him to read off of so for him to kind of be the scapegoat of i mean not even a scapegoat like this is he stated facts about the orioles against the Rays, and it has not been good the Rays are he even said at one point he said you know this isn't a walkover Rays team it's we're a good baltimore team finally getting one on the race and it was more or less like saying showing how far baltimore has come over. i remember a couple years ago when baltimore was the fucking worst team in baseball this man was there for those bad teams he's witnessed it firsthand he's a young kid first of all he's just doing his job and to suspend him indefinitely i hope that i hope fucking tampa bay calls him up and goes Hey, we heard what you did. We'd love to have you down here. Cool. Boom. Bump. Pay grade. Fuck it. Whatever. I had to watch the video multiple times to even, I didn't even realize he had said anything wrong or bad. I you know, I just, I just remember, th- I was just thinking, well, the Orioles suck. Well, they have sucked in the past and now they're getting a little bit better. That's basically what I Got from the from that video, and then you, I went through the comments, and it was like the the ownership was was basically soft because they, you know, pulled this guy, essentially just doing his job, literally reading what was like you said handed to him. So essentially, it's kind of it's kind of terrible move as an ownership, as a leadership group. You know, got to be better than that. Yeah, and it might go to show like what Baltimore has in their future if they don't like something and it goes against whatever they're trying to put out there, they'll just fucking get rid of it. And I hope that it's that's just not, not a case. good look. It's not yeah. a good look at all. The optics are all bad and just shouldn't have been. It's not even should. We shouldn't even be talking about it because it never yeah. should have happened. You know? It never should happen. All right, <sighs> real quickly before we get into our Reddit reads, uh, we're sitting at 41 minutes here. Uh, the U.S. women's national team had their worst performance in a World Cup over the weekend or the past week. Um, there's been a lot of nasty things that have been said on the internet about, you know, uh, Megan Rapinoe and her legacy as far as, you know, her time with the U.S. women's national team. I don't know where you stand on this, Cozy. What do you think about the whole situation? It's so soccer isn't my forte per se, but the U.S. women's national team has turned me off for years, and and it's not for how they play on the field. It's for everything else. They had a bad game the worst game they've ever had in history. I mean, they were they were hot for years. You know what I'm saying? Like, best in the world type hot. There was going to be a moment where this comes. And Rapino airmails her penalty kick. 
soccer team has the worst cup performance ever, and yet ESPN still finds a way to cover up this choke job, unlike they would do with any other sports franchise, which they would go on and roast on national media. But they push this fucking propaganda about how brave they are and shit like that. And it's like, I just want, we all preach. I want unbiased sports news. Yes, bro. I'm slapping my chair. Sports should not be politicized. I feel like. Thank you. You know, I understand the, the, the importance of letting people know where you stand as an organization, that type of thing. Like I get that, but at the end of the day, what it should just be about what happens on the field. Yep. There should be no like, Oh, we're going to kneel. I don't know. Like they're still kneeling in the national anthem. Like that's been over and done with. I feel like, and what else? The equal pay thing. And it's like, you look at that, they say they want to make equal pay or they want to be paid as well as the men. But yet you look at the the percentage of the budget that they that their salaries take up as a team. I read something like the women the men's take up like seven percent of the total budget while the women's salaries take up twenty percent of the budget for the women's national team. Pretty much. So it's, they're making more bullshit. of a cut of their money. It's just there's no money in, in women's sports. You know, yeah. like there's just it just doesn't make money the way that that men's football does, and so there's just not enough money. There's not the same amount of money to go around. You're not going to be able to be paid the same money that they're getting paid. It's just it's a moot point. There's no way you can make it equal because it's not equal. That's that's about the gist of it. There is no way. If you were each, if each team was bringing in the same amount of money, or was in an industry that made around the same amount of money, you would have an argument. But the fact that men's football takes up multitudes more money than is in the women's game, there's just no way to to compare the two. You kind of you fall into this crap of a push narrative when you type in women's world cup on any social media outlet and each fucking post is politicized just then president joe biden says he is proud of the women's u.s soccer team i'm thrilled they lost i'm glad you went down you don't support america i don't support you megan kelly says like everything about this whole team is politicized and back to what you said this shit it's tiresome. It is exhausted. And as much as I support our teams going into these games and doing the best that they can, go fuck yourself. It's about time you fell. Somebody need to humble you. I mean, it's very true. They, I don't know. I, I didn't even watch it, so I can't. Really you lost say. to the Swedish national team. They lost bitch. to the Swedes. And so, you know, now it's back to the drawing board and Megan Rapinoe can retire and thank God we can move on. I said what I said. Don't come for me. And if you do, fuck you. All right. What about these? What about these Reddit reads? (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. All right. Did you send one to me? I sent you two. All right. I think. 
Um, the first one is one from last week that got cut off due to my computer deciding it wanted to randomly shut down and update and restart all of my applications. But it is a good one. And then there's another one that I read last night I sent over to you that says, I'll read the headlines to you real quick. My husband's best friend sexualized my daughter at her sweet 16. And the next one reads, my wife was in a coma and I read her diary for comfort. I wish I never had. Both of these are thrillers. I mean, when it you don't even know if these are made up, but I mean, it's fucking fun to read. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I'll do the I'll do the second one. All right, let me open this up here. I'll read along with you. All right. So from subreddit Two Hot Takes. My husband's best friend sexualized my daughter at her sweet 16. Post reads, So I never expected I would be a write-in, but I need some external help with this. Sorry if formatting is weird or wording is jumbled up. I'm writing quick and on my phone. Me, 42 female, and my husband, 45 male, never have any big problems. We have five children. 17 male, 16 female, 14 male, 10 male, and 6 male. And any fights we do have are over them, which is what this was. We have a pool and we had a large amount of people here this weekend to celebrate my daughter's sweet 16. Of course, most of the guests were teenage girls and boys, but family and friends of me and my husband's came too. One of these friends was my husband's best friend, also 45, and his girlfriend, 32. We will call him H. I have never been too extremely fond of him or the age gap between him and his girlfriend, but alas, our children do consider and call him their uncle. I'm close enough to his girlfriend to consider her a close friend. Since all of my daughter's friends were all having a big 16 party, she wanted one too. So the pool was all decorated and so was the inside and outside. And per her request, she was the only one at the party in a red bathing suit so she would stand out. The party was going great until I was in the laundry room grabbing stuff when I overheard H talking in the room over, most likely on his phone. He was saying how she was hotter than the girls he'd known as a teen, and he kind of wished she was turning 18 and not 16, that any boy who fucked her would be doing a, quote, service to God, and she looked too good in a red bathing suit. I stopped. I wasn't immediately jumping into action. I was confused. This is a man my children grew up with who babysitted them, stayed many nights over at our house, talking about my daughter in a way no one should talk about a child. I marched outside and dragged my husband into the house to the room H was in. I'll admit I yelled and told H he wasn't allowed in my house or around any of our family again, especially our daughter, and to leave immediately before telling my husband anything. H got red in the face and cussed at me and my husband for eavesdropping. I screamed at H to tell my husband what he was saying in my house about my daughter. H got even more mad before storming out and leaving in his girlfriend's car without his girlfriend. My husband was getting irritated and demanded to know what happened, so I took a second to calm down before telling him. He told me we would deal with it later and just let our daughter have a great rest of the party. 
I agreed, and we rejoined that party even though we got a few looks. H's girlfriend came up to me towards the end asking why H was spamming her phone, telling her that I was a bitch, asshole, basically all the derogatory terms you can think, even going as far to say I was a whore just like my slut daughter. I was extremely appalled and dragged her over to my husband who gave me an exasperated look. He told me to let it die for just a bit and he will talk to H after the party. That afternoon, or that that was yesterday afternoon, and my husband just recently came home after meeting up with H and staying the night. He said I was overreacting, that H wasn't even talking about our daughter, that I shouldn't have acted the way I did all day, and I was connecting dots that weren't supposed to be connected. I was upset and told him even if it wasn't our daughter, he was still talking about he was still talking about a sixteen year old in an inappropriate way. We argued for a long time before eventually he left again, saying he was going to drive to blow off some steam. Now I'm in the bathroom shaking and crying. How am I supposed to just sit back and allow this creep near any of my children? I love my husband and I think he's just been blinded by his loyalty to his friend. I don't want to get a divorce, especially because I live across the country from my family and I don't want to leave my husband. I love him, but he isn't taking me seriously in a, in a serious situation. I keep thinking, even if he wasn't talking about my daughter, he was still talking about someone the age of my daughter. It's wrong in so many ways. I would have still acted this way if it was about someone else at the party. I keep thinking this is a nightmare. I'm going to wake up, but no, it's reality. I'm just overwhelmed and don't know what to do. Please help me. All right, so there's an edit on here that kind of goes over her plans. And you want me to just go right into that? I mean, you can read it or you can just summarize it. All right. So there's some plans here. She says the husband isn't back from his drive. She has suspicion that he's out with H, his girlfriend. And we're going to call her S now. Um, She told me that he left that morning and hasn't been home since. Either me or my son are going to swing by our apartment. She's going to stay over here for a few nights. Um... Here are the plans. H isn't going to be allowed near any of my kids ever. That is a fine line. If I decide to stay with my husband, he tries to cross it, then he'll be the next one to go. I'm going to tell my husband he's allowed home or allowed to talk to my kids until I tell all my children what happened. And me and S are going to go through my husband's stuff and whatever she can grab from her and H's apartment. We're looking for any CPs or things that are suspicious. I'm also worried about this third man, the one on the phone. Maybe S knows them. Also, not immediately. Uh, edit number two. So I'm unsure if something is just wrong with my Reddit app. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So that's unnecessary. But top comment says, does your husband know his friend calls his daughter a slut? What did this pervert girlfriend say about her man's behavior? There's a lot to unpack in this. That's some heavy shit. Some heavy ass I mean, shit. I don't blame her for overreacting. I wouldn't even say overreacting. I don't, I don't blame yeah, don't her for reacting that, for reacting, that way yeah. because, I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah. You Especially gotta, somebody that you know has a close relationship with your kids or is in at least close proximity. And so that's, just, that's like a parent's worst fear. That's my worst fear. It's like a snake like that. You know what I mean? Like just somebody who you thought you could trust and then yeah. you you – see their true colors and it's just like that's the most the highest 
portrayal, you know. It's like, how long ago did this person, H, like start fantasizing or talking about this girl, this I mean, young girl? I mean, dudes like that, dudes like that are just, they're out there, man. And, and it's not the people that you, it's like the people you would least expect. I mean, some of the obvious ones, yes, but then some of the people that you'd least expect. And it's like, it's gross. If I'm this woman and. I mean, I think, just, I think she did the right thing. You have yeah. to protect your kids no matter what. Yeah. If that means destroying your your marriage, yeah. you know, acting, you know, acting like people would perceive you as acting crazy, but you're just trying to protect your kids, you know? Yeah. I think that's and the most important thing. I think, I think that if your husband is going to go to defense for his friend, doesn't matter how long of a friend he is, then you, you like you said, you're going to have to cut that shit too. Because how do you, how do you going to go to the bat for somebody that is sexual? Like it almost puts me in the realm that this this man is himself thinking that it's he like he's saying it's okay it doesn't matter if whatever h says even if it's not a fucking like it's not fucking their daughter yeah i think the husband definitely uh dropped the ball i will say you know and then that's the most charitable way i could say yeah. say it like i don't understand his reaction of oh well, I'll, let me go talk to him and yeah then, i'm gonna go drink some beers with my boy yeah and then he's i mean by that time he's already got this story this narrative made up in yeah. his head that he's gonna try to use to pit you against your wife you know i, and, I don't give a fuck who you are you like, call my daughter a slut it's over bro yeah i don't understand people who keep people like that around like it's just unfathomable to me, yeah. fathomable to me to to put up with that type of shit, you know. Like, and I feel like I've gotten better at it over the years, and so like, it's easy to cut people out that yeah. just like, I don't need that in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's I, I want to know who the third person was that was talking on the phone. If I'm that, if I'm that girl, which she seems like she's doing, and on top of that, if I'm the girlfriend of H, I'm taking her and their daughter. I'm moving them into the house, and those two dudes can go live together and live their fucking fantasy life. And I, right, I, even at this rate, I might as well just go to the fucking police and be like, "Dude, this dude's a creep. He needs to be on some kind of watch list. He's sexualizing a girl at a sweet sixteen if birthday party." If only it was party. that simple. Right. I mean, I get it. And if she did go to a, defor- a divorce. Like steak. I mean, she's the only evidence she has is, you know, word of mouth. And even if this is all a made up scenario, I'm not saying it is. I don't know how much of these Reddits are real. We, I mean, they're good reads. Don't get me wrong. But from this woman, I'm not letting this man step back into my house until he tells H to go fucking kill himself. Never talk to him again. Yeah, I mean, that's a good uh, boundary to set. Yeah. All right. This one is called My Wife Was in a Coma and I Read Her Diary for Comfort. I Wish I Never Had. I hope this is the right place to post this. I've not been able to talk to anyone about this and I don't know 
I don't think I really ever could. My wife was in a bad accident a few months ago that resulted in her being in an eight-day coma. Obviously, when she went into the coma, no one knew at the time how long it was going to last. I was envisioning months, if not years, before she would ever wake up, if she ever did. It truly felt like I had lost her already. I was destroyed with grief and the weight of all the uncertainty. Every day that passed with no good news further plunged me into despair. We have been married for 10 years. We have traveled the world together. We are truly each other's best friend. I was seriously considering ending my life if they told me she was brain dead or just wouldn't come back from it. One night, I was in our bedroom and really going through it. It was probably the fifth or sixth day. I was emotionally and physically exhausted and drained from it all. Another day of no good news. I was laying on her side of the bed because it still smelled like her and it was comforting to me. She used to put on lotion at night before we went before we got into bed, so I opened her nightstand drawer to get the bottle and saw her diary there. I've never gone through her things or her diary before, but that night I just wanted some peace of her. I don't know why I didn't just reread our old text or something. I really wasn't thinking too logically. It's not an excuse, but it is what it is. I began to read her diary. She didn't write every day, so some entries could be days or months apart. The diary started about a three started about three years ago. Very quickly, I realized that almost all of the entries were angry ones, angry about female friends or social media followers, long paragraphs about how they were homewreckers and ugly talentists, whatever negative trait. She would become furious if a woman followed me on social media or if we ran into a friend in real life. She wrote pages about these women and how she wanted them to die or have their lives destroyed. She was angry that I basked in all the attention and didn't remove female followers online. She was angry if a woman followed me and didn't also immediately follow her account because, quote, we are a package deal. Not that these whores know any decency to respect that. She wrote long rants about how women know the nuances of social media interactions, and this somehow proved for certain that they wanted me and were actively trying to disrespect our relationship by not by only following me and not her. I need to stress that none of the women she was angry about have ever messaged me inappropriately or acted in any way besides a friendly manner towards me. These were high school or hometown friends mostly, a big common element of them. A big common element many of them had was knowing or being friends with exes of mine. She raged on about how I should not be allowing them to glimpse into our lives, and she suspected they were, quote-unquote, reporting back to my exes. To be honest with you, these in the entries were very unhinged and angry. Then I read some entries about how she had messaged some of them from secret accounts. I'm summarizing here, but basically over the course of 12 years, she has messaged and harassed several women and subtly accused them of trying to sleep with me or disrespect our relationship. She pretended to be an anonymous person from our hometown and would tell them things like, I heard XYZ talking about you and they told wife and kitchen animator 6878 that you are obsessed with kitchen animator 678 and just weird manipulative shit that would just result in the person deleting me without ever telling me why. Like years of this. Any new person who added me and not her was immediately a problem, and she made sure that the, they knew it somehow in a way that would never blow back on her, but still got them away from me. So much made sense. Friends who had ghosted me over the years, people who blocked me, 
people who didn't say hi in public anymore. It's not like hundreds of people, but definitely 10 to 15 who I just never understood what happened. I would mention these things to her and she would seem comforting and trying to reassure me and then ask innocently if maybe they had a thing for me. Always non-threatening, threateningly, always saying something like, yeah, I've had some guy friends who do that. It turned out they were jealous of our relationship. I had to cut them off. It's just not appropriate to have them around knowing their intentions were not purely platonic. So that's what she said to him. I never suspected anything. I I fucking accepted everything she told me as plausible and even thought to myself how graceful she was in light of it. I'm not even covering half of the stuff in the diary, just blatant manipulations of other people in their lives. People she got fired by digging up dirt, literally nothing crazy, maybe a Facebook comment someone made about doing drugs and sending it to their jobs. There were normal entries, basically things like trips we took and how much she loves me, absolute night and day. She woke up from the coma days later but had some mobility issues and that are now mostly hammered out. I couldn't do anything for months. I've had to be the supportive, loving husband she knew before the accident. I've supported her through her entire recovery. I've had to act like I don't know any of this all all while living all the while living with dread whenever someone adds me. I immediately remove them as a follower. I don't know where to go from here. I'll if I'll ever actually confront her, I would like to think I'd have the stones to do it, but honestly, I doubt it. Thanks for listening. Oh my god, holy shit. That was a mouthful, but <laughs> Man, that bitch was crazy is what it sounds like. Like, you think any person that adds you on social media is trying to fuck you? Like, no. It's like these are all so much to digest. And I read this last night to Kayla and we talked about it. And and I was, you know, kind of going in on the subject. And she said, you know, this is from one perspective we should, you know, obviously hope to hear both sides. But from the angle of this side, you see he is very lighthearted. He sees people as very platonic. And this woman herself feels like everybody is a threat. And me and my brain, it goes, so maybe this woman is a highly insecure woman about her emotions and feelings and as great as this marriage relationship has been, it's not as great as it's been because she doesn't feel like she can openly discuss these with you. She's got to hide this in a diary. She's got to play right, this but off. If you, but if you think every single woman that adds your husband is trying to get with him or, you know, somehow get in between your marriage or relationship, that is like psycho level shit to me yeah. because I can understand if it was an ex or something like that, but these were just old acquaintances. It yeah. wasn't even like people that he had dated or had a formal history with. It was just people that he knew from his hometown. And so to think that just automatically assume that anybody who adds you on social media is, has those intentions is, I mean, yeah, insecure, but like that's taking it to another level. It's okay to it's, have insecurities, oof. but to to think that every single woman is trying is out to get with your husband, that's just delusional. 
my scenario comes up to where it's like she comes out of a coma. What, I mean, what do you, what do I you mean, do? What is he supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't just drop this on her as soon as like you want to be this loving, supporting partner and help but her. You definitely you know? have to eventually once she gets back to you yeah. know, being able to take care of herself in a full, you know, in a, in a you know. Then you have to confront her about, hey, look, you know, I shouldn't have went through your diary, but you have to stop doing this. Yeah. I thought you were going to die. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just want, you know, needed some comfort and I, you know, I shouldn't have breached your, your privacy. That was wrong of me to do, but that doesn't negate the fact that you've been doing this for years to me. Yeah. You know, unbeknownst to me. Yeah. There's definitely something there that's like she felt comfortable enough in herself to go, I'm just going to message these people and I'm going to fuck their lives up. Like she got people fired from their jobs. Right. I mean, that's insane. (laughs) And it's like, if you want to do it from your account, okay, that's one thing. And that's probably stepping over the line, even just on your account. But you are creating fake accounts. And messaging people on fake accounts and trying to to get like screenshot material out of them and yeah. trying to trying to like you said ruin their lives and get them fired and ostracized like that is totally like out of bounds like that's like red flag I don't know we would have to have like a heart to heart like coming to Jesus type like if this does not change we are getting like I'm breaking up with you. I mean, it's, it's a divorce or whatever. It's one of them things where it's like, I don't know. I don't know how I make it through. I've got to, we've got to settle this because I don't think I can live with it. I can't live with that knowledge. You know? Yeah, exactly. I just, we got to talk about this and I don't, I don't want it to be. And you, you could almost do it in a way where you didn't give away that you knew or that you read her diary. You could just say that you had had a suspicion yeah. and then you could. I mean, it's just. I mean, but that's equally as evil, too. You might as well just be upfront and honest. Like, look, this is what I did. That's true. Yeah. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. We want to hear from you guys, though, on both of these stories. I mean, what do you do in these scenarios? So, you know, start writing into us, start talking to us. And we want to hear what you guys think. Definitely go check out the Two Hot Takes page. I think we should do a Reddit page. I know we keep saying that, but I think it would be a good idea for us to do. Right. Reddit. I don't know how many of our listeners are on Reddit, but uh, Reddit is something you should definitely get if you don't have We'll take their fucking Reddit virginity if we have to. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. We're good at that. We're good at that around here if you haven't figured it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we do hope that you have enjoyed this episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. If you enjoyed it, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Go check out our YouTube and all of our social media pages under Cozy and Murph. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that review, hit that thumbs up. We love you. We appreciate you. Looking out for the Fantasy Football League. Coming soon. Peace. Peace.
Something's gonna break